0: Hello and welcome to episode 121 of Material, the podcast that's all about Google. I am Andy Anotko.
1: And I am Florence Ion.
0: And we're both a little bit sad because Russell is elsewhere. He's in transit. His pattern is being held in the transporter grid, if you want to make it more of an exciting sort of Star (laughs) Trek sort of thing. But all we know is he's not here, and we're very, very sad about that.
1: Is it bad that I didn't really grow up with Star Trek? Is it bad that I was just more on the Star Wars track?
0: No, no, not not at all. I was also, I was proudly a Star Wars kid. Uh, I I was the person, I, I was not invited to the big constitutional convention in which, uh, time Magazine labeled my generation Generation X. I was lo- <laughs> I would have lobbied for the Star Wars generation, <laughs> i.e., that we are old enough to have seen Star Wars for the first time in the theaters in its first release, but yes, not quite true. old enough to remember the experience clearly.
1: So. True. See, I remember my Star Wars experience, but it was again during the second theater run. So, yeah.
0: see, it's 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 tough, especially. Because I, I can tell you, oh, it was, I I remember it was probably like like the second movie I saw with like my mom and my sister at the at the at this theater that can tell you everything about and had a big line outside. I don't I don't know how the story would be if if people are as affected by other movies they see as kids but they say oh i remember uh my parents had gotten this couch well not like that month but like four or five months earlier uh and we still couldn't have beverages that's why we're sitting on the carpet in the living room (laughs) and then uh mom like said no no no, i i really have to return this tape today but i said oh mom we only saw we didn't really see we only saw the first two tapes can we see this third one and so she said all right all right and then we went two hours it's like okay it's Romantic in its way. It's I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not raining on anybody's childhood beloved title experience. I did that,
1: Andy. No, that's. Fine. I watched Empire Strikes Back, and then I went and I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater the same day. Ooh, so I you, really leaned into it.
0: You, you pre-gamed. I yeah, respect I was
1: 11. That. that was my first. I think that was my first binge watch in my <laughs> life ever. I think it was at 11 years of age.
0: Yeah, I see. It's. I, I think that. There is still a gulf between us and the generation that was able to see the entire series of something in one day, which we really couldn't do unless. Oh, no.
1: No. Unless we had a bad babysitter. Those people, those people who do the nine hours of Lord in the Rings, like, I know people who have done this. And I, I mean, I salute you, but that's (laughs) not something that I could do. I could barely handle two movies in a row.
0: Yeah, it's. I'm reminded of this old Rita Redner joke about how a friend said, "Oh, I was in childbirth for 21 hours," and she she said, "I don't want to do anything that feels good for 21 hours." And I that's that's how I feel about that's how I feel about like the I did I did go I did go to a Lord of the Rings trilogy once, and it really was I would I would love to have done this over the course of three days, but the idea of like I'll (laughs) I walked into the movie theater. During the morning and I walked out of the movie theater at like seven or eight at night. And I've been in like Mordor and the Shire. Were your legs
1: even. aching? I'm just thinking of all the achy <sighs> legs. Yeah, All that a, sitting.
0: All that sitting. And then, you know, you don't, you, you, you got you got to go pee when like the entire theater is getting up to pee between the the 10 minutes between. And it's not like, it's not, a, I'm not that old. It's, it's not a problem. butter popcorn but it's like,
1: all day. Butter popcorn smell all day. Yeah day
0: yeah that's
1: it's uh, only nostalgic the first five minutes and then it gets a little much <laughs>
0: yeah I went to I've gone to one uh, one uh, movie festival my entire life it was the the Ebert fest the Roger Ebert film Festival and so I had like sort of the same seat and I was it was it was like a job it was like it was like doing yes. Roger Ebert's job where it's like okay I show up for the first screening at 11 a.m I get to like <laughs> I see three or four movies and then at nine o'clock I get to go back to the hotel and then I get back for my my next day of work at 11 o'clock the next day and it was kind of exciting the first time like the first time you get to like you know camp out in your car for a really good reason and then like the second night it's like now I just feel like I'm a poor planner.
1: (laughs) Now I just feel dirty and want a shower.
0: Exactly. (sighs) Uh. So we had some updates from uh from last week. Uh actually one uh, we had a tweet from Edgar in Puerto Rico uh saying uh, thanks for the shout out to Puerto Rico on the recent podcast. Uh we were talking about how Google was deploying uh Project Loon balloons to hopefully try to restore LTE uh, uh internet coverage to all the counties in uh, Puerto Rico that had that well, that was still with uh, without service. Uh said so, uh, catch on the recent podcast, catching up on material while no power. Uh, which is, this is something he sent only a couple days ago and the hurricane was a while ago. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Edgar.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Keep strong. Uh, As I I said uh, on Twitter, the strength and the dignity of the people of Puerto Rico while the rest of the country alternatively is being jerks and or have moved on to the next news cycle uh, is admirable. I'm not sure if I'd have the same... Uh, level of strength and uh, and 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 dignity. Uh, I remember there was a uh, I was out without power for an entire week after a hurricane. Uh, after a couple of years after I moved down here, and it also happened to have happened during the last two weeks of a book project, meaning the drop deadline. Oh my gosh! And where where I was already planning to spend eighteen hours a day, just in the not yeah. bathing, not showering, and just yeah. working on this. And yeah. by the end of the week, I was. Not a pleasant per- person to be. <laughs> it was. It was not. Yeah. You didn't want to. You didn't want. I was not kicking any animals. I wasn't even considering kicking any animals. But I could. I could. I could turn a few chapters forward in the in the book that I was in. To if this was going on for three or four days, in which if there was a dog in my way and he was not getting out of my way, I would move. at least consider kicking. <laughs> yeah, I would yell. I would. I would sublimate Just the kicking move. impulse into the right. <laughs>
1: Um, Andy, you know, I have to apologize, you know, because when we talk about these things on the podcast, when they sort of like get mentioned, you know, uh, in passing, just, just current events, things going on in the world, you know, there's a lot, uh, that sparks in my brain and, and I kind of sit here silently because I, you know, just don't really want to get on that train. So <laughs> I hope you'll excuse me if you don't hear very much from me sometimes about these things. Um, Understandable. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
0: nope. Absolutely. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I I feel that way about some things too where it's like yeah. I I don't want people to think I don't care. Yeah. Or that I don't have things I want to say. Yeah. I'm just not sure if I would be a positive part of the conversation if I say the things that are on my mind right now. And, you
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, uh, but you know, I saw a lot. There's a lot of I saw a lot of cool stuff this week that we can talk about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll I, I I I wanted to ask you about that. Now I saw you had that you had you've had hands on with a phone called the ZTE Axon M.
1: The M stands for multiple for uh multitasking for uh I came up with this malleable cuz you can move it <laughs> it's
0: well, it's it sounds like you are the, the the product already has enough like letters and syllables in it as is so that's that's what's concerned me also it's uh you sh- you showed it on uh, I think it was on uh, uh on your android show on uh, uh on twit and it looked like something that would be a phone that would be either super awesome or something that you just think back about. Then, just like when you see pictures of your parents and grandparents in polyester leisure slacks with flared trousers, think, what were they thinking? Isn't that amusing? But I think I think you should I think you should put it in your own words what this phone is and what it was like to use.
1: Yes. Well. Okay. So the ZTE Axon M, I did uh, do the hands on for PC World, which uh, I have to be very honest with you, I was super, I was super delighted when I first. <laughs> I was at the meeting. I was just sitting at the meeting. I'm like, great. I'm just here. I'm going to see, like, another Axon. You know, I'm going to see another flagship phone. They're just going to whip out this, like, little skinny phone. It's going to look like everything out there. Okay. It's not going to have bezels. Okay. It's going to have rounded corners and who knows what else. Um, and then they whip this out. And I was pleasantly surprised because, I mean, it's, it's actually something different. So what it is... It's essentially a foldable phone. It, it has a foldable display. Now, the display isn't one display. It's two 5.2-inch displays that are side-by-side side, uh, on this hinge, just separated by a hinge. So when it's open, it kind of looks like, um, I think uh, somebody described it as a Nintendo like, DS. It kind of does look like that, like a handheld, a Game Boy handheld. Uh, or you can flatten it out, and it looks kind of like this... Tablet with a giant hinge in the middle of it <laughs> because that's where the hinge lives. But the tracking isn't like it doesn't really have issues with that. Um, you can use this phone in three modes. So you can use it as that kind of like tablet device. And when it's in quote unquote tablet mode, uh, I believe it's about like 6.8 inches wide. So it's actually pretty substantial amount of screen space. When you're using something like Google Chrome, it kind of makes sense because as you're scrolling through the page, like it's it's fine to have that hinge there in the middle. It doesn't really bother that much. I think where it really becomes an issue is when you're trying to do maybe a slideshow on your phone and so you open it up to get like a bigger picture, but you know, Google Photos has that again that hinge in the <laughs> middle of the photo cutting it off. It kind of, you know, takes away from the experience of the photo just kind of looking at it. Um their second mode is a mirror mode so that you can basically pop up the phone into a little tent so that, like, two people can sit on either side of it and share <laughs> a screen.
0: And lean really, really closely to be able to read the screen. <laughs> yes,
1: and do <into> a 5.2-inch 5. <laughs> 5. display. So all, 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 of <laughs> all of your
0: hamsters don't have to be on the same side of the table. They can just sort of theater in the round if they want to watch their favorite hamster videos.
1: This would be a really good this would be a good cage TV for your <laughs> caged animal. Um yeah, I it, it, so yeah, it has like the mirror mode and then the third one is the multitasking mode, which is why it's kind of the ZTE on M and that's sort of like the catch-all terminology for it because there's so many different tasks that you can complete with the varying forms that this phone transforms into. Um, The specs on it are pretty okay. Like it's Snapdragon 821. So that's, you know, last year's flagship processor, about a year and a half old, I would say by now. Um, But like there were no problems when I was using the device, they were showing a lot of uh, – it's an AT&T exclusive, so they were showing the Direct TV app with it and kind of how it works simultaneously and how it works with the different modes, and everything seemed to – I mean, everything checked out. But of course, when you're using, like, a phone in a briefing, it's a clean phone. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have any, like, bloat on it. It hasn't been used. <laughs> it hasn't cached anything. It's, you know, of course it runs fast and perfectly. I really – I really do like the concept in all honesty. I just wish that it weren't so like the aesthetic is just kind of outdated. It it feels like a very blocky device in comparison to sort of like the beautiful svelte thin phones that we've been carrying around. Like I've been carrying the LG V30 for the past uh, week now. And man, I, I, Love remembering what it's like to wield a really light phone. Like this thing is just—it's feather. It's—it's it's like a feather. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it's super light. It's nice. It's not as dense as some of the other phones that have come out. This phone, this is a real dense phone. I mean,
0: it's a hungerdinger dinger, yeah. It's—it it's, looks—it's it's housing look, two displays. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's—it looked like a phone on top. It looked like a 2017 phone. On top of like a 2015 phone, like where where one is nice and thin. The other one is like the one you're just holding, like really, really super thin. It looks
1: like an Xperia. It looks like one of the older Xperia smartphones. It's very blocky.
0: Now, how does it? So I, I, I can wrap my head around the idea that when it's unfolded, it uh, Android simply tells the app that, oh, by the way, this is you are now running on a tablet, so please switch to a tablet experience if you have it. But what if, like, I, I'm struggling to think of ways in which I would think, oh, actually, I I would enjoy using that. So, for instance, if I'm like on a bus or a train, I would enjoy having Google Maps open on the screen to the left. And like the Kindle app on the screen to the right so that I can enjoy my book but also keep an eye on like when I need to get off at New Haven or whatever. Like can you run multiple apps like that? Like how, how does the operating system deal with the fact that you've got really these two separate screens or does it always just think it's one screen?
1: If I recall correctly, by default, when you pop it open, it pops into multi-window mode of sorts. So it treats the two displays as, you know, their own windows. And if I recall correctly, it pops into the app drawer on the second screen so that you can choose the app that you want to open up in that screen. So by default, multitasking. Of course, if you want to turn it into a tablet, then you're going to need to go into the little um there's a little symbol in the navigation bar, uh, that lets you switch toggle between those three varying modes. So if you want to do like the tent mode, the mirror mode or the multitasking mode, then you would just, yeah, hop into the navigation bar. Um, when you do the tablet, you have to choose the primary app that you want to become the big one so you use uh the they program these three-finger gestures that you use to kind of like slide the, you know back and forth between the displays i mean it looks seamless um and you can do it like it's it's not a you know it's an intuitive I imagine it would become an intuitive gesture over time after you've sort of like learned the ropes of this. My my biggest concern for the device is how thick it is and just kind of like it feels kind of clunky, especially because there's only one camera on this. So there's one front-facing 20-megapixel camera and that also serves as your primary shooter like rear facing shooter. Hmm. And the way it works is you hop into the camera app, you tap on the option to switch cameras, and then it uh moves the viewfinder to the other display and then you just turn the phone around. Okay. Do you see what I mean?
0: I I think I think I'm getting it with a lot of things I I think I'm getting it's it, but a display. Not sure getting... It's a
1: display on both ends when you yeah. when you clamp shawl it up. So it's a display on either side. So then when you pop into the mode to take a camera with the rear camera. Uh yeah, with the rear camera. Uh then you would just flip it over and the viewfinder would follow you and then the camera is on okay. the other side. Okay. On the rear side. Does I, that make I, sense? Yes.
0: I, I imagine there's <laughs> a lot to get used to. With
1: this. Yeah, that was a lot to explain to. <laughs> uh actually but you know i thought it was kind of a clever mechanism like the way they they decided on that i mean i think i was kind of more bummed too about the fact that there was so much bezel on either like on the top and the bottom yeah you know
0: it's it's i i, I kept thinking about um uh, like the microsoft courier tablet that they yeah. built a few of and it looked amazing. It was about the size of like a conventional book, not a tablet, but a, more like a like a paperback book yeah and they yes, it was uh, physically as hardware goes it was like two almost iPad mini size screens connected by a hinge that you couldn't do anything about but they were also smart enough to say well if we can't do if we can't eliminate the hinge let's at least make the, the hinge matter so it, uh, the hinge itself also had uh, surface tracking so you could drag something from one side of the page to the other also you could essentially use that hinge area as sort of like a holding dock so you could hold something you could drag something into the hinge where we just sort of wait until you on the you, you keep turning pages until you figure out exactly where you want this clipping to go and then you could drag it out of the hinge and back into where you're going and it seemed to have an operating system that would figure that that would understand the idea of having a left page and a right page as opposed to we're going to sometimes treat this like one screen we're going to sometimes treat this like two phones So I I was really disappointed that they had canceled that because kind of like like what you said at the very top, it's you're kind of you kind of appreciate any company that's doing something fresh, something you really haven't seen before, because I'm I mean, I've been in that same situation where it's like, okay, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to get a demonstration of a phone that's going to look 95% like every other phone that I've seen this year that is also going to have 98% of the features and and, and power of, of the other phones I've seen so far this year. It's like, okay, just 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 tell me what colors it's going to be in and whether you're going to call it pink or or gonna wimp out by calling it rose gold. So you're at least kind of intrigued by that. And also you have to I have to remind myself that there was a time when Samsung came out with this crazy clown-sized, huge phone that was stupid and obviously just the dumbest thing ever, and was just let's just throw this at the wall and see if it sticks. And then eight months later, you're like, actually, I actually I kind of like this big phone because it allows me to read books and see more of the map. And now everybody's using, everybody's Are you doing talking about big the phones. Note? Yeah.
1: Because there was also the Galaxy, the Galaxy Mega, <laughs> okay. which is like six point three inches. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, that's I guess that's what you can do when you're you, when you are a manufacturing powerhouse like Samsung. You can wasn't there a time where they literally had like yeah. five or six Let's different sizes out. of notes, <laughs> including like a sub mini, including they were just whichever one sells, but whichever three sells the best, we're going to keep on the price list.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not happening with ZTE. <laughs> um and this is legitimately a I believe this is a sort of flagship device. I mean, they're going to they put a lot of fanfare behind it. They had a whole event yesterday which uh kind of had to compete with the Pixel reviews. Yeah. That all went live at the same time. But, you know, that pixel is a different thing. This is the Axon M and it is malleable. Um, it's something different and it's cool and good for ZTE. All right. You yeah. know, no, again, I really appreciate it. Thank you for giving me this this year. I needed this.
0: Let's, let's not crap all over a company for doing something that's new.
1: Yeah. Let's, I needed this. Thank let's,
0: you. Actually, before I uh, can. Are, is there a battery in each half of this phone? Because another worry I had is that these are two big screens and screens take up a lot of power.
1: No, there's only one battery. And it's a, I believe, if I recall correctly, it's a 3200, 3000 or 3200 milliamp battery. Um, hmm. Which is okay. smaller than like a tablet, a seven inch tablet. I believe most seven inch tablets started around 4000 milliamps, but. Uh, these are two screens that you're not going to be using on all the time, both of them at the same time. So I don't know. I'm more worried. Uh, I think the last thing I'm just really concerned for this phone is it's breakability because you've got glass on the front, you've got glass on the back and yeah, it's gorilla glass of, I believe it's five. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, you've got gorilla glass on either side, but at the same time, I mean it's you you're you're wearing two displays on the outside yeah. you know what I mean
0: And if and even if you have it like closed <laughs> the other way you've got two sheets of glass that are like grinding on each other and yeah. if you if you've got like a piece of grit anywhere on there uh, Yeah Yeah I mean, so well, there there there's some things we'll find out I guess when when they're shipping next next month
1: uh, I believe so. I did not have that information in time, and then my editor added in. So thank you, editors, uh, <laughs> for doing that for me. Um, yeah, I believe it's next month. I was just gonna end to say that we really need some legitimate plastic OLEDs like out there. We need some foldables coming in if we're gonna be doing this. We
0: we, we need some we need some some makers that are willing to really fly the freak flag. Just yes. fly it high, fly it proud. Own every. I'm ready idea for they that. Have. I'm yeah. just
1: ready to get away from the slab of phone, or maybe it's just with the way that things are, and I just really feel like I need something again to give me wings to fly. Just something to inspire me. Just to say, tech is here. <laughs> we're still innovating.
0: You know, I, f- I feel like that if if I if I were to like quit journalism and start my own phone company but now my idea is that it would the name of the company would be the jelly just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Do do you have your jelly phone yet
1: no, I'm not yes. Okay, sorry. I don't
0: know where that is. <laughs> sorry, so it's been on your mind. I.
1: <laughs> I don't I'm know touch- where it is. I check every day and nothing, nothing.
0: Well, that's it. That'll be a cliffhanger. That'll be like a, on on season three here of material. That's going to be the running <laughs> <No>. story, just <laughs> like South sad. Park.
1: <laughs> I, I oh hope this gosh. won't be. A,
0: end on a season cliffhanger.
1: I really hope not. Oh, dear.
0: either. But, uh, but but so I, I think that I think that my phone company I would just simply call it either the, the two centimeter phone company or the half inch phone company where the only thing that we will promise is that none of our phones will be any thinner than either two centimeters or a half an inch. With our engineers told this is non negotiable. If you're really into sexy thin phones design. You shouldn't be working for for this company. This idea is that it will never be any thinner than a half an inch. It will be about the size of a regular phone. So guess what? If you decide you want to fill that all with like 10,000 milliamp hour battery, do it. If you decide that you want to fill, put, fill it with like a Sony 20 megapixel camera sensor and a real flash, do it. If you want to put an Ethernet port, do it. <laughs> Let's come up with every idea of how you would fill a half inch of phone. And I'm not saying that we would revolutionize the entire industry, but I'm saying that I feel as though I could find 500,000 to 2 million people worldwide who would like the cut of the jib of that particular phone.
1: I mean, you got you had me at an Ethernet port. I mean, <laughs> to hardline something in, like, ugh, too many things are on Wi-Fi, so many vulnerabilities. Yep. Well, imagine, or just
0: imagine like an HDMI port. Imagine like checking into a hotel room, unplugging like a like one meter HD, yeah, <laughs> HDMI cord, and just saying, "Guess what? I don't, I don't, ha- I don't have to watch this on my iPad. I can watch this on this beautiful forty-five inch. They bought three hundred of these TVs in this Best Western hotel.
1: I do like to watch the cable there because I don't have cable. I mean, unless you count YouTube TV as cable, but I don't have cable. <laughs> and sometimes I just want to watch the worst thing." I just want to watch the worst thing.
0: <laughs> okay, I will now. I uh, I am energized by uh, another piece of feedback that I forgot to paste in. A couple of people we were talking about how there's we we rely on filler, just conver- enjoying oh. the conversation. So I feel yes. as though we've been enabled by and ennobled by a couple of people who were saying, no, "No, I like the filler. I like the conversation." So I will say, for no reason whatsoever, I found myself thinking about years after the after American Idol's first season, it became an unexpected hit and the knockoffs. Uh, came on. For some reason, every time I would check into a hotel and just like flop on the bed because I just spent eight hours in airports, the show that was on at that time would be uh the the uh, reality show called Fame where they bought the, oh, the fame you know, fame I wanna live forever. Yes. And they got, right. And so I for some reason I, today I started thinking about the winner of that season, a guy by the name of Harlem Lee, who Again, I don't know why I remember that. I don't. There are things I should remember, but I don't. But I remember the, the winner was Harlem Lee. I remember because years later, I was at a Tower Records and I saw like his CD. One of the part part of the prize packages that oh, we will you'll, we'll we'll pay for an apartment for you in LA. We'll give you a management company uh, and we'll we'll produce your first CD. And I remember seeing the CD and it was like almost not even laser printed. Almost looked like they out of spite they got like an old image writer printer a dot matrix and printed it out it was just so shabbily done and i remember looking him up and finding out that he was all bent out of He was all like bitter and irritable because they thought that this show was going to launch him into like, like the whole point is that they're, he's going to be discovered like the old 1940s like mgm musicals and he's going to be a superstar as opposed to honey i mean they you were cast on a reality TV show, they probably picked you to win at, in episode two or three because they thought it would be a good story, and they gave you the apartment, and yeah, that, that, that CD is not very good, but it was a lot less expensive than you going to Office Max and buying all those CD-Rs yourself – it was, I'm sorry that you feel upset by that, but you were never going to be anything more f- after the end of this but the winner of a reality show. And then the rest was going to be up to you. But yeah, that's that for some fame and Sex in the City were two shows that I only ever saw <laughs> because I was checked into a hotel room. So as a result, I'm, I'm basing my entire knowledge of Sex in the City off of like the two and a half episodes I've seen in the free HBO in various hotel rooms I've been in while it was running.
1: You know, Sex in the City has its redeeming qualities. But Kelly Clarkson is the only one who will ever, who will ever have really made it as an American Idol. So that's where I rest on that.
0: <laughs> as well, you know, you know, the, you know the connection between those two. We have an American Idol winner who, uh, excuse me, a runner, uh, early, uh, shockingly uh, voted uh, uh, eliminated, who uh, starred in Sex and the City movie part one, and then. Uh, and, and then uh got an oscar for for dream girls for a supporting role in dream girls can't remember her oh, name oh yeah though.
1: jennifer hudson that's right jennifer,
0: jennifer hudson there you go oh
1: sorry jennifer hudson i completely forgot i'm sorry i forgot about you
0: so 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 she's see, a
1: judge on the voice too by the way oh wow since we're going see, really so that, deep into stuff so that's got
0: i hope no Harlem Lee, if you're listening i nothing against nothing against you whatsoever i'm just i'm just saying that this but are might, you really
1: surprised our
0: conversation is like so <laughs> it's not as though like everybody who was got shot to fame on a reality tv show then was like left at a bus station with no money for a ticket afterward it was you know i'm I'm sorry things didn't work out for you but maybe it wasn't because someone put a knife in your back because again jennifer hudson has an oscar and a huge career and she's on the voice she gets to yeah. ride those swinging chairs she
1: <laughs> we should get swinging chairs we should get swinging chairs. I
0: this, my chair doesn't even rotate
1: Oh, mine does. Sorry, Oh. <laughs> I already have one. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 listen, I can afford a rotating chair if I want a rotating chair.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. I just—I'm right. not saying
0: maybe. I'm, I, maybe I shouldn't be defensive about that. I'm just.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, as actually, I rotated my chair, I should I, we?
0: I, okay, fine. We'll go. We'll, we'll go. We do. We do. We should. We should. Uh, speaking of being winners in a show, we should. Be the winners who have wonderful sponsors (laughs) and are paying for the show. Uh, Our first sponsor today is Squarespace. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Enter offer code MATERIAL at checkout to get ten percent off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I, I I am a squarespace user I have a squarespace account there's I have uh, two websites <laughs> one is uh based on a popular open source CMS system that I like but I can never make it look good because I'm responsible for making it look good and that seems like uh, by the time I by the time I've written things for the blog, all of my creative energy has been spent, and I just want to sit in front of a TV and watch YouTube videos of people soldering things. Uh, whereas the Squarespace site looks amazing because all I have to do is like drag things from point A to point B, from point A to point B, and ah, how about point C to point D? And like you can, it's easy to bluff your way into making people think that you either a. Absolutely know what you're doing as far as website design and programming goes. Or B, have the money to pay somebody who knows what they're doing with website design and programming. Both of these things I really, really, really like Uh, so and so so think about it uh, uh, what I use my Squarespace site for is uh, my photography because that's something where I wanted a very specific kind of look I could just never get it right whereas you just get this template to say here's the sort of blog or or website you want great here it is and so if in the future I wanted to start selling pictures once again I could really do that on a whim and with about 20 minutes worth of effort just by dragging in the right module to say I want an e-commerce module here are the things I want in the store Uh, so I think that uh, I'm not the sort of person who can come up with a four-month plan <laughs> for running a website. Uh, fortunately, with, uh, with the Squarespace, I don't have to because they've done several years of planning for me. So I can just be the lazy person who just uh, creates the content. Squarespace plans start at just 12 bucks a month, but you can start your trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. When you do decide to sign up, please use the offer code MATERIAL to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for Material. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Now speaking of commerce and moving, now I, w- I wish Russell were here because we have an item of local interest uh Google Wing very very yes that's if uh, i maybe he maybe the reason why he can't be here is because he's like standing in his own backyard with like a laundry basket hand, like just holding it out <laughs> waiting for Google Wing to like drop a burrito like into his backyard because
1: I'm here just a little <laughs> bit more to the left <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe
0: you, you 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 throw your you throw your wishes into the heavens. The heavens brings you Mexican food. Maybe that's it.
1: Well, I mean, okay. So where? Okay, hold on. Where is this Mexican food coming from? Well, this is okay. Important. So,
0: so Google Wing, as you know, it's <laughs> it's that it's that drone delivery uh, thing that uh, Alphabet is trying to get going. Yes. Uh, and so they're delivering. Uh, they 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 are ready to do tests with real people. <laughs> they're ready to dive oh bomb pharmaceuticals and burritos to innocent civilians <laughs> in southeast Australia uh <laughs> they are uh
1: heartburn pills and burritos good job yeah they,
0: they've, so, <laughs> so they've so they've done deals they've uh, made arrangements with uh a, a pharmacy called chemist warehouse uh and uh guzman y gomez taqueria uh mm-hmm. and so essentially if you need prescriptions or if you need hopefully not like cuticle scissors and stuff like that hopefully not pointy things that should be uh so (laughs) they will then dispatch drones out to pick up the order and then send it out to you uh guzman and gomez they're they're very very proud of their uh their their drone uh component of their business you go to their website they will show you exactly what they've done this they've actually built like a pop-up Guzman and E. Gomez, uh, and it is actually at the site where they're doing the tests of uh, of uh, Google Wing. So if you order a burrito or a taco or whatever, it leaves from essentially Google Wing, Flight Wing, intergalactic headquarters, then goes out to you, gets packed in these what really, I hope this was intentional. I, I bet it's just aerodynamic, but it almost looks like an Apollo crew module like filled with burritos and salsa and stuff like that and lift it up and then uh, takes it to your house and they're tr- it's it's interesting cuz they're trying to uh be so good at this that they will say no here is the kitchen here's where the here's where the kitchen here's the door near the kitchen i want you to drop this off at the door right next to the kitchen not into the driveway not into the backyard uh they're uh, they the blog post on uh, the Google Wing site uh, talks about a lot of the problems that they're trying to solve as they do this. Uh, for instance, the servers are going to calculate the flight path. However, it can't account for, oh, there's a tree there, or oh, there's a power line there, or, oh, they said in the backyard, but for some reason, there's like a bouncy – it's a party and there's a bouncy castle there. And it has to oh. figure out how to solve that problem without – Again, puncturing the bouncy castle for which there is a hefty $500 deposit, I imagine, if Australia is anything like uh, things are in the United States of America. Um, And it also has to deal with – they they don't really know about – they know how much weight, for instance, the the, the drone can pick up and carry. But there's a packing problem that has to be solved, which is here is the the size of the – here is the shape of the container that they're putting tacos in. So can they (laughs) – how can they calculate that a uh, uh, someone is is ordering placing an order that is within the weight limit but will not fit within this container with one delivery? So it's experimental. Uh, they're going to figure a lot of things out. It's it, uh, they, uh, the website uh, on Google mentions that the locations in Southeast Australia are, uh, quote, a 40 minute round trip from the nearest pretty much anything. So they're kind of remote. And obviously if you need medication, if a lot of the reasons why people need medication is because they are sick and they probably can't leave the house under the best of circumstances. Snake so
1: bites. <laughs> Snake- oh, wait, are there snakes? in? there are snakes in Australia, right?
0: Oh, the snakes it, are what you feed the spiders that will kill you, uh, to distract them from killing was you. Was it no There's,
1: snakes on New Zealand? Anyway, I forgot. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no snakes
0: Sorry. is what the snakes want you to think. That's how deadly they are. <laughs> they're, they're launching a disinformation campaign. So we are just...
1: <laughs> pay no attention to this twig.
0: I am simply a twig. I'm certainly not a venomous spider that's going to incapacitate you, so 40 more just like me can then swarm you and eat you. You'll be a snakes. hit on, on YouTube. Yeah, it's... <laughs> So that's another reason why you don't want to leave your house because of the snakes and the spiders and the other things that are definitely going to kill you if you step one foot outside your house uh, in, in Australia, or at least so I have convinced myself, which is why I continue to be alive and unbidden to this day.
1: I am just really – okay. So first of all, if for some reason I didn't piece together that these were burritos coming from inside Australia. <laughs> for some not, reason. not, not, not only that, but, I, I but pretty,
0: They're pretty good burritos. I, I did look them up on Yelp. They have a four and a half star rating from 10 reviewers. Esther K says, first time visiting Guzman in Gomez since I got back from San Francisco where there's a taqueria selling burritos and tacos on every corner. It was great to taste the real flavors of a real Baramundi burrito. They're, so she's partially a snob and she seems to like it. I love that they make it fresh on the spot with the cooked ingredients hot to order with the added avocado costing an extra three dollars. I don't know whether that was positive or negative. The only the only Midland review was from uh, three stars from a Hong K. Uh She was complaining only because she got carded when she tried to buy beer and then she uh, used a Chinese passport, which they didn't like. Uh, however, they still she still got the beer at the end, she says. So I don't know why she stuck to the three stars. So basically, these are these are not bad burritos. These are if, if one were to like wind up falling off the drone and into a stranger's rain gutter. That's you could you could have a Taco Bell uh, burritos in your rain gutter. That's going to cause downspout problems. But you, <laughs> you would imagine that the goosebumps goes as to if anything, it would be like a fine brandy by the time you got it out of there.
1: I I'm just also questioning the efficiency of the drone delivery services live in our everyday lives because I just I mean I was first introduced this concept. Amazon who said, hey, we want to put drones to bring you your products, to which I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that, because especially if you're ordering something enormous, that's going to come by drone. I mean, come on. (laughs) But I mean, in all seriousness, just thinking about the idea of like food traveling. Well, how are you going to ensure that that food is going to arrive safely, and that it's going to arrive not contaminated with God knows what. I mean, I imagine, what if, like, for instance... I had smoke in the air for the last week uh, because, you know, Northern California is still dealing with fires now that it spread elsewhere. Um, And, like, I can't imagine a drone flying through that because, you know, imagine I can't leave my house because I can't go outside to breathe the air. So I'm kind of hanging out at home with the HEPA filter. But I'm hungry. So what am I going to do? I'm going to order food to come from indoors at the restaurant to come here to my front door. So all I have to do is open it. But then that food just traveled through all of that atmosphere of soot and grossness that's just kind of hanging out there and like burning ash. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, you know, and, and Australia is dusty, hmm. or so I hear.
0: Well, not not only that, but the... Uh, the fact that the fact that those burrito drones are in the air meant that they had to ground the flights of the fire suppressing planes. Therefore, That's even the, making uh, things oh, worse. Yeah.
1: That was a huge deal, by the way. People were like flying their drones. In, oh my god! Yeah, you you read that? Oh my yeah. god, it was so ridiculous. Uh, I do like the idea of the pharmacy delivery, though. I like the idea of this being used for like. I don't know if I want it to be used for consumers. I don't know if I'd want this sort of thing to be used just for the convenience of our lives. I mean, I see what it is. I guess it's the same thing as us using UPS or FedEx to ship something in some cases, but but is it really because I don't know. It's
0: it's interesting. This is I mean, obviously I don't think it's a much of a much of a mystery why they chose this location. Essentially they're picking Food. Uh, they're picking things up from the middle of nowhere and delivering it to the middle of nowhere, and there's nowhere in between these two places. Yeah, that's so it's another pro- good So it's a point. best case. It's, a, it's certainly a best case scenario test, but it's 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 going to be interesting to see what they learn out of this experiment. I don't think I I my my biggest my, my biggest uh, question mark is that I don't think this will really work once you are. Sending these things over houses and over even suburban communities, not just because there's a lot of things they've got to make sure they don't crash into, but also they have to deal with idiots who are going to try to <laughs> Haha, look. I can get a free burrito. Hey, look! Let's throw rocks at it. Let's chuck. Like I, I got, I made this potato gun out of PVC pipe and hairspray that I got instructions off of YouTube. Let's see if we can whack you with the the Amazon drone. Uh, but it's when I think about stuff like, well, what if they just used it for? Uh, they're they're building, for instance, Amazon depots as in as many places as they can get these these things running because they really want to. Uh, they 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 really want to make sure that whatever anybody orders, they can. It's no more than like maybe a four hour drive away, so that they don't have to ship things across the country. So imagine if if one of these head one of these uh, distribution places has you know and it ha- has an airport for for drones, and it doesn't deliver to people's houses, but it will deliver to a built platform that's like at the local post office. So that if you want to if you really want to have that. Uh, uh, that cable that you're missing or that uh, tool or whatever today, they can fly it out there within 30 minutes or an hour. Then you can simply drive uh, the, the five miles to your local post office and pick it up. Or even if they decide to do it with like, if they decide they really want to twist the knife in on the post office, well, we'll just, we'll just send it to office max and you can pick it up at office max or pick it up at any of these other lockers. And if it doesn't arrive, they know that it didn't arrive. You're not responsible for it. So I I have no idea how, Any of this will articulate to a real thing, but so long as I'm not getting burritos dumped on my head during the testing phase, I'm keen to see how it turns out.
1: You know, I think that that is a really good use case, what you just sort of like laid out there. I think I could see that becoming really effective. I could also see this sort of thing, like just testing it. And then in this, you know, in the case of a disaster, um, you know, instead of having people drive up supplies in vans, you could just send, like, yeah. a little, you know, a drone with all this stuff. You don't have to worry about it getting in the way. You don't have to worry about it getting toppled down, that sort of thing. Like, you, it's not as, I guess, the risk factor is a little bit less with delivering supplies in that manner versus, like, having people hand deliver it, you know. Um, like, that's just the sort of ways that I think about it. Um but I mean, I guess it. I mean, yay for Australia. Yeah. <laughs> they get to see this first and kind of experience it, and hopefully they really study it and see. I hope they really just listen to the people who the people who have to live with this stuff in the air, yeah. because that's like that's where it really matters. Is how's it going to impact, you know, society? Think
0: about that. Yeah, dr- drones are drones are not quiet. They are zzz-
1: I live next to an air force base. I will yeah. tell you, it is my sky is very loud. It's fun for plane watching, but if you don't like that sort of thing,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm I, I live uh, on the the border between you know the the suburbs and the country, which means that this is the time of year where every weekend someone has either their log splitter or their chainsaw running to get ready for the winter. And I, I don't. I'm not in love with the fact there's always a <speaks noise> somewhere, you know, somewhere going on while, you know, I'm trying, I've got, I've got my parfait and I've got my. I'm, I'm, this is my reclining in the smoke in my smoking jacket, regarding a simple lily and weeping at its beauty that I only I can appreciate. Time. It's hard to get into that frame of mind that Oscar Wildean frame of mind while there are two stroke, one and two stroke engines raging. But at least I understand that they are cutting wood to keep their family warm during the during the winter. If suddenly it's impossible to live a life where you don't hear these zzzz every three minutes and you realize that this is because somebody could not either a wait two days for their M&ms or B walk a mile and a half a mile and a half to the closest store even drive a mile and a half to the closest store to get those same M&ms it's I I, I I won't make a big deal out of this, but one of the big benefits of uh, Amazon Prime is that it' over time, it really did lead me to understand that it's okay to have to wait a couple of days for something. It's like, yeah, yes, if you left the house right now, you could probably get to the store before it closed and maybe get those headphones that you're kind of you kind of you suddenly decide that you really, really need uh, to upgrade. Or, again, you could order it on Amazon Prime. It'll come in a couple of days. You'll still have them. Nothing will happen if you wait two days. And now I think nothing of ordering something from China and saying, let's see, if I buy it now, I can get it anywhere from four days to November 28th. Okay. It'll be a nice little
1: surprise. You just reminded me about my AliExpress cart. (laughs) (sighs) Not good. Not good. So... Speaking of AliExpress, I think this is a good time for us to jump into our next ad.
0: It's always a good time to make I mean, more money because we just we just spoke about how much money I'm spending on eBay exactly. and Amazon, so
1: <laughs> By So <laughs> Exactly. All means, let's I was thinking of you Andy. Positive. Well, this episode of Material is also brought to you by Ting. Ting is a mobile phone service that wants to help you save money. Ting believes you should only pay for what you use, and with prices like $10 per gigabyte of data, the average Ting customer pays just $23 a month per phone. If you're in the US and you use a cell phone, which let's be honest, you probably do, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you'll love what the folks over at Ting can do for you. Ting doesn't believe in contracts, over fees, or unlimited plans with tons of catches. They have top-rated, no-hold customer support. When you call Ting, you will get through to a real person. They are focused on offering the best prices they can for their customers, and any savings that they can make for you, they will pass it on. 80% of devices made in the last two years can come to Ting, so if you've got that Galaxy smartphone you really want to use, or maybe even that, uh, I don't know, that, that, LG phone, try and bring it to Ting. It supports both GSM and CDMA. Ting even allows you to get the latest iPhone if. You're into that sort of thing uh, as soon as it launches, along with Apple Care as well. If you're stuck in a contract, Ting will offer a 25% credit off your early termination fee as well. It will give up to $75 per device that you bring. To get started, head over to material.ting.com and use Ting's handy device checker to confirm your phone can make the move. And if you're looking to upgrade, Ting has plenty of options for you in their online shop listeners of this show can save $25 on selected devices or keep it as ting credit head to material.ting.com and see how much you can save we thank ting for their support of the show and their support of my very trippy tongue <laughs> Ugh.
0: well it's uh- We've been we've been talking a little bit how uh, – talking about all this stuff where you don't know how a certain piece of technology is going to pay off or work or be good or bad until you actually put it into play. I was really surprised by a piece of news. You know that Google often will experiment with new features by not deploying them everywhere but just by simply – you're using Google Maps and suddenly – you get an extra feature that you haven't seen before. They're really just testing it out, and not everyone gets to see it. So they tried something kind of cute, uh, they added uh, a cupcake counter feature to google maps so that if you ask for how do i get from here to uh here to the library and under certain circumstances if it was within walking distance they would try to encourage you to think about walking because hey if you if it's walkable and here's a they they didn't they they, it's not like they would stop you from driving there but they would say oh by the way if you were to walk it here's how many cupcake many cupcakes you would burn off during the walk and i when i heard about this it sounded like okay i'm not sure if it's uh, an amazing feature but it sounds harmless and kind of cute and it really caused a huge controversy which surprised the hell out of me um negative there, there all all kinds of different negative reactions uh one that gave me the most pause saying that it's, it tells you here's how many cupcake mini cupcakes you uh, you could that's you you could burn off by doing that and also here's how many calories that that's that's worth and people were pointing out that you know Uh, The trap that a lot of people who develop eating disorders fall into is obsessively thinking about the calories of everything they consume, and this is just sort of feeding into that, so that's really not a good thing. Nutritionists were saying that it's reinforcing uh, eating habits that are negative to begin with saying, oh, it doesn't matter what I eat. I can just burn it off with exercise later on as opposed to saying that maybe your your pancreas will still have diabetes if you are eating mini cupcakes. Uh, some users were saying that who, saw, who saw the feature said they felt like they were being shamed into exercising uh, particularly because you couldn't turn the feature off. It's not as though you could say please, there was no button that said never show me this thing again. Uh, and then even just the simple, you know, the shell out there, the nutritionists were just calling Google's math into question. I think their math in, uh, assumed that you um, people are burning 90 calories per hour by walking and 110 calories per cupcake. Um, I was reading some of the coverage of this by a couple of different sites. That that this this is the sort of thing as a journalist you really really love because it's. 310 you want a snack anyway say so, you know what i am required by my job to leave this place go to three different bakeries and supermarkets buy three different kinds of mini cupcakes it's and find out what the calories are in each calories. one of them so yes there are a couple i think sizes. it's around
1: like 350 by the way i think it starts at like 280 like depending on the size
0: just even just mini
1: cupcakes estimate oh i think mini cupcakes are still around 200 think of all that sugar yeah Sugar in of itself is just like calorie. Later. Anyway, sorry, go on.
0: No, no, but that's that, 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 that's about it. There, there was a quote from the Washington Post, uh, Stephanie Zerwas, who's the clinical director of the Center of Excellence for Eating Disorders at the University of North Carolina. Wow, I'm sorry. The Washington Post is quoting a woman who was talking to the New York Times. <laughs> okay. That works. Yeah, no, yeah, it's <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. We, she says uh, <laughs> I, see I try to cite accurately. <laughs> no, I know. Like, totally, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we've gotten into this she says we've gotten into this habit of thinking about our bodies and the foods we take in and how much activity we do as this mathematical equation and it's really not the more we have technology that promotes that view, the more people who may develop eating disorders might be triggered into that pathway. So it's like, okay, I'm dumb. I would not have thought about any of that. I just would have thought, oh, isn't that cute? It's saying, oh, well, here's how many cupcakes you can burn off by walking. Maybe you should think about walking. And okay.
1: I Okay, so wait. Did this have actual – where did my mouse go? Did this have actual cupcakes that it was showing? Because I just saw that it was showing calories.
0: It said uh, – I didn't see it. I, I, of course, I went to Google Maps. It knows nothing of my weight problem, so it did not uh, – count me as worthy of this of this test feature uh but the washington post others were saying that cupcake calorie counting feature let me see yeah how many calories they could burn if they walked a route instead of driving it to illustrate those calories the app said how many mini cupcakes a person would burn during the jaunt uh (laughs) Okay, against Washington Post, quoting CNN, this walk burns around 313 calories. That's almost three mini cupcakes, said a message within the app's walking directions.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Now the tech giant is pulling the feature along with its pink cartoon cupcakes, (sighs) citing strong customer feedback.
1: Okay, I totally get... I totally get why this is a big deal. But I have to say, the cupcake thing, that is such a Google thing to do. Like That is sort of like ha, 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 we're going to make like a like a dad joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this, I just, that's, that's or at least that's the way I read it in my, you know, in my subjective opinion. That's the way I sort of read it. Um, I was bummed when I heard about this because I was talking to, I was talking to my best friend about it. She actually brought it up to me because it was such a big piece of news that it made it into kind of, I mean, this is how I gauge what big news is. is if my best friend hears about it, that means like, it made it to, you know, outside of our little tech bubble. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Because not all stories are going to make it out to everybody because not everybody cares. But anyway, so this was a thing that sort of, like, came into her newsfeed, and she told me about it. And she was like, I'm really bummed. She's like, I want to know how many calories. Like, I want to know if I'm burning more calories taking, like, a shortcut. Because she lives in New York City, so she walks everywhere. Um, and, you know, she wants to be able to tell, like, where, you know, if she takes this certain route, if she's going to be able to, because that's how she gets a lot of her exercise. Um, so, you know, I told her, I said, I feel like a good way for this to work if Google does decide to bring it back, because, I mean, it should be opt-in, opt-out, first yeah, of all. definitely. should always offer choice. Um, second of all, I feel like it should be tied to the information that you input into Google Fit. Because Absolutely. I think about – because Google Fit will tell me how many calories I burned in a day. And, I mean, that's based off of the data it's aggregating that I kind of – I've given it. Um, and, you know, I want to know kind of what my average is, kind of have a ballpark figure. Um, and I – wouldn't it be kind of cool to have like a little, you know, uh, maybe you have Google Maps, like talks to Google Fit so that it knows, you know, where you walked and like tracks that little walk, and then you know aggregates that data for you. So I don't know. That's my free. That's my free advice for Google. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if there, you want to develop that.
0: <laughs> there, I mean, there is so much that they could do that would be really, really interesting. Like, um, I think that it, I think that it should be tied into google fit if i opt in and if i say that i'd, yeah. I'd like for it to do that for instance if i've said that my goal is to walk at least ten thousand steps a day or uh, my goal is to wa- walk or bu- my goal is to bike 100 miles a week that even if i say if, if i'm just getting basic directions if it could say oh by the way if you decide to take your bike instead of uh, if you t- decide to take your bike instead of uh Uh, Instead of uh, uh, taking the car here, you will be – you're about three days away from your goal. You will meet your goal a day earlier Mm -hmm. if you you tend to do this. I've also said before that I really wish there were a way that uh, if you're using public transportation, you could sort of factor in – uh, maybe as a global setting here's how far i'm willing to walk before i say no that's yeah. way too far like if i could say uh, there's a commuter rail station that uh, that's 3 miles away uh, from my house which is if it's not a be- if it's not you know raining and just altogether terrible day that's a nice 45 minute walk i'll th- i'll i'll definitely take that so i would love it if google if uh if i asked for directions it would it, it will always if it gives me public transportation, it will only give me like the bus stop that is near the end of my street, whereas it doesn't say well, if you want willing to walk three miles, here's a commuter rail uh train that's going to be that's that will be there within an hour so you have time to walk there. things that would not sort of goad me into exercising but give me information that would let me want to make that sort of uh, that sort of choice. Um, so in the meantime, I've been looking at like screenshots, and so there is at least there. Here's one screenshot from someone who actually got the the cupcake, and here's, here's how many you, you could you could get. Uh, uh, what does it say? It says uh, this walk burns around 199 calories. That's almost two mini cupcakes, and there's a little emoji of a pink cupcake.
1: It's a pink uh, cupcake. <laughs> another
0: person asked for uh, driving it looks like he's asked for driving directions because the he's the highlighted thing is the car icon so here's driving directions but it also has given you it also has given them in addition to the colored lines that shows you the driving directions and the colored bars that shows you where traffic is they've also given you a dotted line saying that uh instead of it's 5 minutes to drive but also again without being asked 13 minutes to walk consuming 59 calories without without the cupcake without anything like that so i see how it could be annoying it's sort of like when your mom would say you know if you got a haircut you would look so much younger with a with a fresh short haircut don't you think it's time to get a haircut and it's said with love and you know that that you she has your best interest in heart but you're saying you're basically saying that what your your default position of having longer hair is stupid and you should not do that <laughs> or rather if you're on guard that's like no that's not going to work <laughs>
1: I will say, uh, you know, I was thinking after I just, I was sort of musing with my friend about this little news tidbit, and I was just sort of thinking, you know, it just really sucks that, it just really sucks that we're still kind of like at a place where, I don't know how to put this best, where people are still like suffering. (laughs) From things and uh, that's that's what this whole thing reminded me of mm. <laughs> so I realized I kind of went sorry I took a dark turn there but I just felt <laughs> like I wanted to address that because I realized that like it is it is kind of triggering and the thing is like there's a lot of really there are apps that really help you and there are apps that can really break you and I think this is just kind of like a nice and not a nice this is a good reminder that when apps are built, they need to really be built with everybody in mind. Yeah, that's where I'm going to end that. <laughs> that took me a long time to get out. Um, that's where no, I'm going to end it's, that.
0: It's, it's a subtle <laughs> point. I mean, it's, uh, there's 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 a lot of human interaction that this problem yeah. sort of illustrates. There again, I will I'll make sure that I say uh, I'll try my best to say what's in my head as opposed to say words that one might not match ideally what's mm-hmm. inside my head. There are times when someone is completely unaware of the damage they're doing or the hurt that they're creating, not because they, hey, I know that I know how this is how you're going to read this and I don't care. Matter of fact, it's a power thing for me. It's whether something is done out of malice or total ignorance, the effect is always the same. It's harder to find people who are acting out of ignorance because there's i'm absolutely certain that there are things i've done in my life things i've said to people being totally being totally innocent that unfortunately was exactly the wrong thing to say at exactly the wrong time for someone to hear that and that it messed them up for days after that and i'm just sort of saying, hey, wow, I had a really great time at that party. I told this joke that really went over well with everybody. And so it's it's a complicated thing. It's a, Fortunately, a company as big as Google and Apple and Facebook, they're not just hiring engineers to do this sort of work. They're also hiring uh, sociologists and they're hiring psychologists to take a look at these ideas to say this is a brilliant idea. This could transform Uh, neighborhoods in a positive way but have you thought about how people in certain communities are going to see this given that this community has a history of big projects coming in and upending a system of independence and mutual support that has been in place for decades and decades and decades since this neighborhood was founded uh, in 1910 1915 and that's when you realize that oh Maybe we shouldn't try to get everybody to change in a way that we think is good for them, but is necessarily good. Anyway, it's really, really complicated. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm sure that Google will learn from this and hopefully move on. Uh, because again, it was just, I, I just like I said at the very beginning, I would have, I would, I would have been the person who said this is a great idea. It's cute. It's wonderful. It's easy. Yes, let's definitely do it for tests. It would never have occurred to me. So just we are all idiots. We just have a big problem identifying our personal areas of idiocy. Yeah. Oh
1: well.
0: Lehi. Le Le <sighs> so I guess that's gonna do it for this week. Uh Flo, what you got going on that you wish to crow about?
1: What do I've got going on? Well, you can read my hands on with the ZTE axon M. Yes. Stones for Malleable. Uh, I, I made that last part up. Uh, at pcworld.com. Z T E
0: X on M. That's like that's way too many letters. That's just.
1: It is, but you know, Galaxy Note Eight is a lot of letters too. When you yeah, really count them up.
0: At, <laughs> a, see, <laughs> at some at, at some point, someone had uh, a company had an idea for a really really black permanent marker, and they didn't call it the the ink mark H- xa1 mark 90 they said how about the l marco and okay culturally insensitive probably maybe but this was 1972 but the l marco okay i got it how about the l foldo? Fold-o, foldo the fold foldo the foldo phone fold hyphen o hyphen phone f-o-n with an umlaut over the o
1: well if you want to keep up with oh that flow <laughs> <laughs> I try to transition that. Oh, uh, that's also my Twitter handle. <laughs> oh, that flow without the W. <laughs> Just follow me there. I really need to update my website. I keep promising I'm going to update it, but um, I'm going to be honest. I'm building furniture this month, <laughs> so that's what I've been working on. I hope you're all doing well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've I've had it pointed out to me that my about page on my uh, my personal blog on that popular open source CMS that I spoke about has many things I stopped doing three or four years ago and does not mention like, being on NPR a couple of months ago. And yeah, another, yeah. so I should probably. <sighs> so if you want to see uh, the state of my life as of four years ago, including hopefully newer <laughs> blog posts than the last time I uploaded the About page, spell my last name. I'm at Anatgo.com. That's my blog. You can also get me on Twitter as Anatgo and on Instagram as Anatgo. Uh, and I write silly things about tech for pay for the Chicago Sun Times. That's at sun-times, suntimes.com, as though that were all one word with a period between the Sun Times and the come you know the score. I don't have to explain these things to you. Uh, also, uh, if you, as long as we're giving out URLs, uh, if you want to send us an email, ask any questions or react to our uh, our show in any way, uh, go to relay.fm slash material where you'll find a feedback page. That's also a place where if you want to throw money our way, we like money. Just The digital equivalent of putting money in a box and mailing yes, it please. to us. Uh, you can just become a member at uh, three or uh, two or three different levels uh, at your convenience, at your comfort level. Uh, and uh, we occasionally produce special bonus content as a thank you for our members and if you have already signed up for a membership thank you so much uh, we joke about how we uh, spend our money on items that will lead us into dark patterns of materialism but actually oftentimes it goes towards gifts for friends sometimes you sometimes we we, we take people out to dinner with this money sometimes uh, I, I actually have uh, i'm i about to go on in detail, but yes, some of us, some of us use it for actual bills. (laughs) We do. Uh, So we, so we definitely that definitely translates into a very positive outcome for us, your hosts, uh, and we very much thank you for uh, showing your support that way. That's it for episode 121. I hope we listen to us again next week. Until then, have a great week, everybody.
1: Awesome!